Mango Mustache Media. What up, what up, what up? Sorry if I annoyed you by being that being the first thing you hear from the show, but welcome! Welcome to another episode of One Word Stories. I'm your host, Alex Schulte, and this is the show where we take one word and let it inspire the stories we tell. This show is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in beautiful Cedar Rapids. Uh, we are on the fourth floor of Theater Cedar Rapids in the Dave Schmolt Creative Suite. Jackson Parker is producing this episode. Oh, hey. Oh, hey, Jackson. I'm here. I made it. You did make it, and you showed up today in the 10 degree weather in a short, shorts, sleeve t-shirt, and shorts. It's just the way I live my life, babe. I don't understand. It's the only, it's the only true way to live. You are truly like a middle school boy. You're just like, I don't get cold. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I was very cold. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's chilly. When you texted me when I was, I, I was two minutes late. I was here at 102. We said one o'clock, and yeah. at 101, I just saw, I got a text from you saying ETA. I was, uh, like. <laughs> Seven minutes early, so I was standing outside no. there since twelve fifty three. Jackson, how many? How long have we been working I, together? I know, and I realized as soon as I got to the door that I was like, ah, oh, I should not have done this. Why? Don't be early I to anything. Known, I'm at. I should have known to be ten minutes late. <laughs> God, I mean, yes, but that's not the case. No, uh, uh, I'm always on on time. Always, uh, everybody. Anybody who's looking to the pinnacle of punctuality. That was really cool. Thank you. Alliteration oh. is my favorite. Yeah. So, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, if you like this show or want to support this show or other shows like it, please consider subscribing to LAS Plus. For 10 bucks a month, you're supporting local in a way that's never been possible before. We're trying to give local creators a platform to create these incredible things. Um, I already feel like I have a platform that wasn't there before, and I'm so grateful for that here on the Podcast Network. So if you do want to support that, get bonus episodes. And then also, mainly the post-show for One Word Stories, we're going to be going out and hanging out after this recording, and if you would like to join us, which I hope you do, then subscribe to LAS Plus and join the exclusive One Word Stories post show. You'll also get bonus episodes of every show on the network, ad-free episodes of every show on the network, discounts to live events, merch, all the good shit. That rash will go away. I always say that. I need to stop. I need to find a new thing. But to maybe say. maybe that rash is a problem. <laughs> They're like, that's maybe. the only reason I'm paying. Yeah, maybe you're helping them. <laughs> Your hair will come back. What are the things like late night TV tries to add for me? Your hair will come back. Uh, your your boners will be strong. There uh, is that one. Yes, that is a that's. I didn't know late night TV did that. So men or ladies, gentlemen, thanks Jimmy Fallon. Anybody listening to this, your boners will be strong <laughs> by subscribing to LAS Plus. And listening to One Word Stories. Okay, I am going to introduce my guest today. You know who it is because you saw the freaking thumbnail. You, you see that this is the second week in a row that we've got someone on that's sharing the last name with me. But the difference is this person this week is actually related to me. He is um, the sweetest person I know. He's my little baby, my little baby brother. He's uh, a, a, He lives in Iowa City, was going to University of Iowa. He's taking a year off. Or two or three or whatever he needs to do because he's growing. And uh, now he's driving buses in Iowa City. And he's got an awesome girlfriend. Uh, and I'm trying to think of what other things I should say. And he's very good at Destiny 2. 
It is my baby brother, Anthony Schulte. New song choice. For the, for the, the new person. It's groovy. I like I th- feel like it's more the vibe of the show, but I might go back to the the big horns. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. I, I, I like the horns, but I don't know. I, I I can see what you mean there. I do think it's in in the vibe. In it's in character. the vibe. We're laid back, you know. We're just this feels like a you know, maybe I got a joint. I don't. Like like we're on the Joe Rogan podcast or something. No, no, we are <laughs> we are yeah. not on the Joe Rogan podcast yeah. for that's, the record. That's a pretty good thing. That's um that's pretty. That's definitely not us, Anthony. Hi, I can't believe you're on the show right now. How are you feeling? Kind of can't either. Yeah, uh, you're here. As you said, you're in the room where it happens. I'm in the room where it happens. So, could you tell me what did I miss? Who is Anthony in 2022? Well, he's 22. Um, yeah, I'm just. I'm in Iowa City. Um, I am learning the ways of the adult world, um, practicing a bit, and. Uh, yeah, I drive. Uh, I drive the campus bus, um, and I don't. Yeah, I guess I don't really know what else you, to see, say. That's the thing is like, so everybody I have on the show is usually somebody who's been doing things for a while, right? Yeah. It's like I've got this successful band that I've been running for fifteen years, but that's a person who's thirty-nine years old. I've got. Um, um, I'm I'm one of the most celebrated singers in our in our area, but she's in her sixties. You know, these are people who have had time to go through and and um, actually figure it all out you know they've 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 failed they've succeeded they've done the thing you're in the middle of the thing and for one i was interested to talk to you because you're my brother and it's just such a a weird twist around things because i'm so used to talking to i talk to a lot of people i know Mm -hmm. but not nobody i know as well as i know you you know until i bring hannah on the show um but yeah yeah so i wanted i wanted to see where you're at right now and let's this word that we're going to use today is actually, I think, really important to where you're at right now, where I'm at, where we're all at as humans. But you're at a very specific part in that in your journey, and I want to hear about it. Okay. All right. So, Al Bedker, give me a, give me a, uh, lend me a hand. Today's word is growth. Like a beanstalk, or the uh, that thing between your toes. Ew, <laughs> that will go away if you subscribe to LIS Plus. <laughs> um, Anthony, we're talking about growth because you're a person who's been growing for 22 years, and I don't know. I feel like you don't see that you're growing. I mean, I, I do. See it. I guess. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm. I guess I'm. Uh, as you know, you know, I'm pretty, pretty hard on myself. Um, and yeah, it, it always feels like the growth should be happening a little bit more rapidly, but, um, says who, I don't know. Just, you look around you and you see what people your age are like doing and yeah, the people, Billy Eilish is, uh, well, I'm 19 years old and multi-platinum record seller album. I'm not even, I'm not even, I'm not comparing myself to Billie Eilish, but even just like my peers, you know, like at Iowa, you know, you've got people around me, my friends who are like, uh, working a, basically a full-time job and getting all A's in their classes. They're learning how to be doctors or whatever else. And it's hard to not kind of try. It's, it's hard to not compare yourself. It is. I, I do the same thing. I've done the same thing and I continue to do the same thing. 
Um, even though I feel like, you know, it, it feels like I have my shit figured out. I do not, you know, we're starting a company here. It's not bringing in enough money for me to get paid yet. You know, I mean, I, I, we have a sponsorship, but, but you know, I'm, I'm still figuring that out. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been dating my girlfriend for seven and a half years. We're not married yet. We're still figuring it out. Yeah. There's no, there's no blueprint on when you need to figure these things out. I don't think. So, um, so let's look at where you are right now. Okay. Sure. So you're, you're, you're driving buses in, in Iowa city. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, I just, you know, I, I've only had a few jobs in my life. Uh, and, um, I used to work in a call center and that really sucked, uh, sucked the life out of me. Um, <laughs> and then I worked in a greenhouse for a while. Then I worked in the dining hall, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's all and it's it's nice because it's it's an easy job, but and then now I'm just driving the bus. It's but you're doing things that twenty twenty year olds twenty two year olds yeah. do. Yeah. When I let's see, what was I doing at twenty two? Uh, I was giving Segway tours. You're in Chicago, right? Yes, I was in Chicago. You know, I'd moved away from home just like you, because well, you're you're in Iowa City. Not as a little bit more drastically than I did. I mean, I had just as much access to mom and dad. I know, but like, I don't know. I still. I do I do my laundry when I go back to mom's house. You <laughs> okay, know? well I see that's the difference is I just didn't do my laundry yeah. when I lived in Chicago. I would be digging through the. I still don't do my laundry. Oh, I, I've literally got my my laundry sitting in the car right now because I'm in town. For that's this. awesome. I love that. I, I'm not going to waste that opportunity. You, you should swing by my house and pick some up and take it to mom. Mom just got me this really cool um, uh, flossing thing. It's a it's like a water flosser. So we were at dinner the other day, and she's like, "Will you will you use this if I get it for you?" And I said, "Of course, I need to floss more often." So I got in the mail this big thing, and I was like, "What the hell is this big box?" I had no idea, and yeah, opened it up, and it's like one of those things that the dentist has. Water pick, water pick, they're hmm. great. Do you have one? Uh, my folks did back when I lived at the house. I used it. Water pick, yeah, yeah. They're, they're great. Mom, if you're hearing this, I'm gonna start using it tonight, and I'm gonna use it every night, because mom was like. You know, you better use this thing and right. buy it. It's definitely not cheap. Man, she she and she always orders these like these Blue Apron, like these pre uh, not pre made meals, but like they're meals yeah. that you get all the ingredients and the recipe, and you're supposed to cook it and stuff. And she sent me like at least three of them, and most of them are like, oh, okay, put it in the fridge, and then I forget about it, and then it's gone bad because I just can never get myself to like cook or whatever. You know why? I don't know. It's just it's takes time and effort and. I just, Why does time and effort deter you from doing things? I don't know. Because they deter me from doing things, so I'm just interested to hear why they deter you from doing things. Well, uh, an easy thing to blame is uh, is ADHD. Oh, that's that's um, my go-to blaming thing. Yeah. yeah, I was literally just before I was here. I was with um, my my roommate's sister, and she was telling me all about you know her experiences with ADHD and just like how like your she brain, has it. yeah, yeah, and like how your brain just doesn't do a good job of communicating with itself and how. I mean, I guess, and everybody that I've talked to who's, like, you know, really kind of introspective about their ADHD um, has kind of found that, like, yeah, I mean, we just feel like we're incompetent and, like, we're not really, uh, like, there's just, you just can't do things. And, you know, you do need to do things differently. Um, and it's hard to to not, like I said earlier, you know, not to compare yourself with, like, the people who don't have that. Mm -hmm. um, Big but time. our brains are just wired differently. and um, It's our superpower. Yeah, I guess I guess so. You know, it depends on how you use it. You just can't use you can't use a shovel to analogy. 
um, to 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 be a pickaxe. <laughs> Minecraft begs to differ. Yeah, it'll technically, just break the technically shovel. Minecraft, you <laughs> guys. Can. Okay, it's just gonna happen real slow, and and it'll break the shovel. And it'll hold, break the hold shovel. on. There okay, okay. Let me try that again. You can't, you can't use a basketball in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl's going on tonight. Well, it was the, the, the night we record this. Yeah. I don't know. You can't use a cup to shovel your yard. You could. I can't think of a good analogy, but I can't you really can't use your cup to go to space. You can't. That's thank you, Jackson. There you go. I got you. Can't you can't use. Okay. This analogy no longer what? has any relevance. What were we talking about? See, this is ADHD. This is yeah. There you go. This you is go. ADHD. I actually, through trying to find the analogy, I forgot what we were talking about. You yeah. were talking about effort to make Blue Apron. Effort and time. Yes. Oh God. That's how thank we got you. Here. See, do you? I don't. Oh man, I don't know if people understand what it's like. How difficult it is to to be in my brain. Yeah. Do you feel that way? Oh yeah, all the time, all the time. It is so hard being inside of here. It is never directed in any situation or any direction. Specifically, it's everywhere, at all once, all at once. Let me say in here. You ever think about how like you are your brain, and you are piloting a, right. a bone and meat mech suit? I do think about that, and that's kind of one of those existential crises. I think. You like know, you you're... are you are up against the windows of your eyes. You're Whoa. inside here. You know. Whoa. Yeah, looking at my hands, I'm like, oh, look at these tools. Yeah, that are wet, ready for to do my bidding. Yeah, but they do hurt when they hurt my tools. They they hit the pain receptors in my brain. Yeah, so it is me. Yes, it's all connected. Okay, we're talking about growth. Um, yes. Um, let's get let's get real deep in the nitty gritty here for a second. Um, oh, I forgot to start the timer. How has our relationship grown? In the last few years. Define last few years. Give me give me a give me a bound. Uh Hungry. since David and I stopped talking. Okay. Um well two and a half years ago. David's our, our middle brother. Yeah. Um him and I have not spoken for over two years now. Yeah, I mean it's been uh kinda all over the place a little bit. Um I don't know. I mean, I guess at a certain point, um for a while there, um with both you and David, I kind of just withdrew a little bit, um, mm-hmm. and just kind of like I, I I just like couldn't really. I was like I don't know. I, I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't really want to like keep bringing that into my life. Like I don't know. I'm like you know talk about growth, and I'm at the time where it's happening, and you know I'm getting into like my adult life, and you know you get to decide like what you want to bring with you into your adult life, um, and like. You know, I love the shit out of both of you guys, and I really want you guys uh, in my life. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, and I just, at a certain point, there's only so much you can do about, you know, if everybody's getting along and the relationships and stuff. And yeah, Right, right. And honestly, I do know I it sucks. I know how much it sucks for you that we're not talking. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I'm... I'm kind of just I, well, ignoring it at this point, I guess. Uh, well, I mean, at as best point, I can. What what can you do about it? You know, it it is what it is. It's just the, it is now. It's the new reality. You know, yeah. it's the new normal. And it doesn't have to be forever. But I mean, that's a whole different thing. No, not necessarily. No, yeah. not necessarily. You know, and I honestly don't think it will be forever. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can say that here. Um, but yeah, it's just gonna take some time. Yeah. Still, I mean, because. Things I mean, you're, you're growing through things, and he's well, and growing that, through and things. Exactly. And I feel like I've grown a lot since and, and I do. the and I, yeah. incident that For we sure. don't talk about. Yeah. You know? Um, 
to give a, a, a blanket statement on it, David and I had a physical altercation and then we didn't talk. We're not talking. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to say details of what happened or anything like that, where, why, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the why is it was at a very stressful point in our lives is that... You think so? Dad just got remarried. Yeah, I guess. And that that's another thing is that I feel like I feel like that maybe like impacted the both of you a bit more than it impacted me. Yeah. Oh, um, I, I feel like it impacted me the most. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. I... Well, you guys were you guys were in town though when he like when him and mom were going through the divorce, and I, I still like lived with him, you know, up until like he he moved his like the reason uh, not the re- like he moved after he got me into college, you know, like that was kind of like okay, I'll get my my last son out the door, get him settled in in college, you know, finish seeing him like through high school and stuff. And once he leaves the nest, then he went to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's exactly what he wanted to how he wanted it to line up there at mm-hmm. those last two. And he didn't know that it was going to line up like that until those last couple of years because he didn't know Liz, right? Until you know those last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, we're super happy that Dad found Liz, and she's amazing. Oh and yeah, they're no. so happy out in Connecticut. I, I know that it was kind of a little difficult for you at first, but like I don't know, I just any I spe- even when I was uh, listening to when you had him on the podcast, uh, there I didn't know that he had like talked about uh the song that he had written, like, Knock on My Door, because um, mm. he was, like, you know, kind of lonely and stuff. And I was like, man, like, I didn't even know about that. But, like... Uh, and I didn't know that either. And that that was really heartbreaking, wasn't it? You yeah. You know, because even somebody like Dad, mm-hmm. who's got all the friends in the world mm-hmm. and could call anybody to be like, hey, let's get together, they'd be like, yes, okay, sure, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Even he feels, you know, he, he feels lonely. Yeah, and we all need a person, or or whatever capacity that is. It doesn't have to be a romantic relationship, but we all need partnership. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's supposed to be just a hermit and be alone. That's not good for you. Your relationship could be with cats. Yeah, it could be with people. It could be with the dog, but we need companionship. And and where he's at right now, I I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, he just seems like he's got what he wants, and he's happy, and he's, you know, I don't know. I just I think he really deserves what everything he's got right now. So let's talk about how that's affecting you. Um. I mean, I don't want to sound like like a sociopath or anything, but it's not it not really that much, you know. Really, you don't feel like uh, it's it doesn't suck not having dad right there. I mean, it does, you know. And and every time he's in town, I always like cherish those moments. You take you 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 know, you've never had to get used to mom being away. Yeah, you still at, have at the her very least, I have. And, yes, and mom is very close by. And mom's you know, incredible. She is incredible. Just the other night, uh, like I. I had called her, um, and I was like, she was like, you know, she how are you doing? She listens to this, too. Yeah, I, I know. Hi, um, Mom. Hi, Mom. Uh, and I'd called her, and I told her, I was like, oh, God, I'm I'm hungry. I have no money. I am <laughs> I am worried. I'm just like, I'm literally like, oh, God, how am I going to, what am I going to eat tonight, and how am I going to pay for it? Um, and she just like, you know, she gave me a bit of money, and she, but the, the main thing that she did that was huge. Um is she had put in an order at, like, Walmart for me to, like, go pick up. Like, she made a oh. whole list, and, uh, like, like the mobile pickup thing. So then I just <sighs> drove over to Walmart, and then these people come out, and they loaded up the back of the car. and Mom. And I, you know, I, I didn't even know what was in it. And then I got, I got home, and, you know, me and my roommate and my girlfriend were just, like, unpacking all the stuff. It felt kind of like Christmas morning. It was just like, <laughs> yeah. wow, we have, we have food. We have food. We have a stocked fridge. And, like, it, like, motivated me to, like, clean out my fridge of the stuff yes. that we weren't using. Because I wanted to, like, oh, man, like, this is a kitchen now. It's a full kitchen. And then we cooked for ourselves, and it was really nice. Mom is the kind of person who, you know, it's like those people in your life. Uh, Lynn Rothrock talked about this last week. Last week? Was that last week? Yeah. 
uh, no, two weeks ago. And um, when her husband passed away, people mm-hmm. were like, let me know if you need anything. And what that does for people is that puts a burden on them. Okay, I'm taking I'm taking the responsibility away from this situation, and let me know if you need anything. Now it's True. your problem to tell me what you need. I've I've put that out there, and now you have to figure out what you need from me, and then I will get it for you. Yeah. And the thing is, like, well, you know what I need? I need my laundry done. I need to get groceries. I need my lawn mowed. I need uh, to do. You know, there's all these normal things I need to do that I'm not being able to do because mm-hmm. I'm in a depression right now or whatever it is. Right. Mom didn't say, let me know if you need anything. Mm-hmm. She just did it. She's like, Anthony needs groceries. Yeah. So she got you groceries. That's crazy. That's no, awesome. Yeah. Like, like when you're a kid, you're all like, oh, man, I want toys, video games for Christmas. And now I'm at a point where like, God. I just want a bidet. Well, <laughs> I still am not. I know that you, you've been nuts about that. That's your hill to die on. But like it's my bidet to die Your on. bidet to die on. Um, I will. I will die. You're going to. So you guys are going to walk in. I have to unlock the door, walk in, almost be, you know, bent over on the toilet, just a fire hose shooting in my ass. <laughs> you have to turn it off, the, the floor will be flooded. It's going to be great. The one time I was, I tried to operate the bidet at your house, I, it shot all over my shirt when I was standing up. Well, the, you got to sit down to use I the day. I didn't try to use it. It just, I don't know, okay, man. So, I don't so remember what happened. The first time I, I, I plugged it in and I turned it on for the first time as well. And yeah. I was standing up to see. I didn't think it would shoot that far. I thought it and shot like up instead of like no, forward. Straight at the wall ahead yeah. of it. Straight ahead. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's like it's got a targeting system almost. I can't believe it hits right every time. Sometimes it hits the other areas and that's like, oh, God. I gotta clean that up. Anyway, sorry for that, everyone. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll cut that out. Maybe we won't. <laughs> oh, we're not. We're leaving that in, Jackson. Oh, that's staying. Bidet talk. It's been. It's been. It's been this, uh, established. We're we're leaving it in. How else are you gonna get that bidet sponsorship? I am still waiting. I'm not gonna lie. Um. So so where were we? We're talking about how amazing mom has been for you. You mm-hmm. know, and that's the thing is is I remember when I was 22, 20 years old. I had just moved away from home for the first time, and I was still calling mom and dad like every day, until yeah. twenty two. And dad was helping me with my rent. Yeah, and, um, a and lot of times in Chicago too. in the early times. You know, it wasn't till later that I finally figured my shit out in Chicago and was like, okay, now I'm paying my own bills, now I'm doing my own thing. But it takes years to do that, and there's no shame in that. And also, the, I, this is another thing that I think people forget, is all those kids that are going to college, and not all those kids, but a lot of the kids who are going to college and getting all these grades, good grades, and, and doing all this stuff, they don't have a lot of other things to worry about because right. their parents are able to take care of all the other bills. Mm-hmm. Their, their housing is, is paid for. Their schooling is paid for. Their books are paid for. Their food is paid for. All of it's it's paid for. And they just have to focus on being good at school. Mm -hmm. And that's not to take anything away from those kids because it is difficult to get a a degree. Yeah. Of course it is. No matter what the circumstances are. But there are people like us who who needed to kind of um, do it on our own. We have to we have to pay the bills while going to school. We have to, you know, that's just the reality well, of the I mean, situation. Yes, but I don't. There, there are people who, and I mean, I guess this is just me getting getting down on myself again. But like, and it, like you do do that so well. I do do it very well, and uh, like with the comparison, because like, like then I'll be like, oh, okay, so because uh, that's the thing is I've always got this this other voice in my head that's like, wait, but could you be doing it better? Like, and even more complex, more you know, deeper than that, but just like, okay, but like, can you really complain? Or I don't know, because there'll be people who. 
don't even have that. Like they'll be like, their parents are not helping them out. They got to pay their rent. They got to yes. pay their student loans. Yes, there are superheroes. And they're working a full time job. And they and, got three kids. And that, yeah. you know, yes, absolutely. Then there's those people who are like, I don't know how you are you and successful. You amaze me. Mm-hmm. I I worship you. You know, like that's insane to me. Mm-hmm. I I don't know how anybody does that. Yeah, and I've got friends who are like doing that in Iowa City right now. And right. Right. Well, okay, so here's the big question. How can you grow to not compare yourself to them? What, what, how can we help you in the growth aspect to get you to a place where you're like, who gives a shit? You know, I'm, know, I'm, I'm doing my thing. I know that's a loaded question. It, and, and like, I don't know, I, again, I'm, I'm the 22-year-old here. I'm just, yeah. I'm just trying to figure I know, you really out are. how to be a person. I know, I know. And you just got to let the waves crash over you, you know, just, just mm-hmm. go with the flow. As they say, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what I wanted until I was twenty-seven. I moved back to Cedar Rapids, thinking I was a failure because I didn't make it big in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I applied for a part-time job at Z One Two Point Nine. Got it, you know. And, and it was like, okay, maybe I want to do entertainment. I want to do radio. I mean, you always do. You wanted to do entertainment, right? I always wanted to do. I, yes, but you know what you want to do as well, relatively, right? You want to do some sort of oh, I'm all over media. Because I mean, that's the thing is like, I mean, I've I've tried college and I'm still trying college but like you know I've I've tried out some different like majors and stuff I mean I went in as a linguistics major because I was like oh languages are so cool and I still think that's really cool um but then I was just like well wait I actually have to like get a job in this and like do this for the rest of my life and that's where it kind of lost the magic and then I Mm. tried it's like oh man I love space I love astronomy so I'll try out astronomy and yeah um and it turns out when you get an astronomy class you have to learn how to code was not expecting that. <laughs> but, like, I guess that's how we tell the telescopes to look at stuff. See, and that's the thing. You, you can't just love the destination. you got to love the yeah the journey. That, 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 I mean, that's it. Is that I love the destination, but I do not love the journey. Um, you got to find I, something that you do that has a journey that you do love, right? Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I, I love this journey. I'm building this company. Yeah. I'm yeah. getting better at producing, mm-hmm. you know. But, this, but, again, I'm 30. Yeah. I've got eight years on you. Of figuring things out. Yeah. I, I have a third grader's worth of time <laughs> on you, okay? I don't know. Are eight-year-olds in third grade? Fourth fourth grade? Third, second yeah, grade? I think so. Uh, about second grade. I have a small child's worth of knowledge on, again, bad analogy, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I've had some time. Yeah. And everybody else that you're comparing to has had time. And even the people that are in your grades and whatnot, maybe they didn't have time, but they had a bunch of other different things. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they didn't have a disability, didn't have ADHD, right? All this different stuff. And I mean, and I and I, I don't mean to, you know, I, I'm not in the pit of despair. I mean, I am getting better at it. Um, I, I was just talking on the phone with you the other day about how, like, you know, I've been, I'm now in, I'm going through this year of taking a break from school. Um, and it's the first time in my life I have not been a student since I started being a student, mm. and that's all I know how to be. Right? Yeah. Oh man, I didn't even think about that. Well, and it's like, and that's the thing is like. When you spend your entire life being a student and you're not particularly good at it, right? That does something to you, you know. Same. That that kind of gives you a complex of, geez, how do I succeed at anything? Because, I mean, like I've had successes and stuff, you know. I every once in a while I could pull pull something out of my ass and make something cool happen or whatever, school wise or, well, or otherwise. That's the thing but. is, you're. A, I think you're brilliant. I think you're so profound. I I know. I'm not studious at the very least. You're not studious. No, you're not. But neither am I. But I, I don't think that I'm stupid. Yeah. And I, God, I, I think you're the smartest of us. 
of the brothers. Oh my gosh, you've always been. It's always like Anthony's the genius. He's he has and a way and of that looking kind of puts things. pressure on you too. Oh sure, you know that's a, that's a double edged sword. Because like yeah, it's it's nice when you're like when people are like, oh man, you're so smart. If I had your brain, oh like whatever. But then like you don't accomplish all these things that you're. And I, I wouldn't say that like yeah, I've like feel like a disappointment or anything because of that. But it's just like I don't know. It's you can't. Be I, a disappointment I have this. At I have 22. this idea. I guess that's been. I, I think what it is is. Um, the the biggest person I disappoint is myself. Um, and like I've kind of had this idea ingrained into me since I was young that like, oh, you know, you're the smartest brother. You're gonna you're gonna go on and do all these great things. You're gonna whatever. And then when you don't do those things, you're like, oh, geez, you know. You are the smartest brother. Not that it means anything. Yeah. You are gonna go on to do great things. Maybe. Definitely. It's just it not going to be, you're know, not going to go on. Life is a movie. It doesn't always have a happy ending, you know? Like, how, do, can, how can you... Uh, you got to create your own happy ending. Yeah. You yeah. got to make it. You know? I know we're fighting here pessimism against optimism. Yeah, and, and we do that a lot. And we do, I do, do that, that pretty much every time I talk to you. I, I guess that's, that's a good uh, summary of our relationship. No, it's fine. No, it's not. Yeah. It is. It's not. Well, we're going to continue this battle. Right. Today on this episode. But we have to do something first. I wonder what. It's a little game I like to call True Love and and Two Lies. Brought to you by Ginsburg Jewelers. Yes, the one and only Ginsburg Jewelers, the only place you should be getting all of your jewelry in Cedar Rapids because they really do help you tell your story through jewelry. They're on First Avenue, across from Lindale Mall, at the Marketplace on First. They're in that shopping center in the freestanding building near Red Robin. That restaurant, you've had it. They're in the same parking lot as Ponchero's. First Avenue. There's that big fountain that I guess people put bubbles in one time, and then there was suds everywhere. It was hilarious. That is pretty funny. Go to that fountain. The building right next to the Ascade Group Jewelers. Uh, Steve and the team are going to take great care of you. If you tell them that the LAS Podcast Network sent you or that you heard about them on One Word Stories, they're going to give you 10% off on your order. If you're spending $1,000, that's $100 you're saving. Okay? What is that? That's how many Pokemon cards is that? If you're spending $2,000, $200. Go in there, spend $4,000, $400, put that towards your PS5. Yeah. I'd like to be it. Or put it toward my PS5. Or put it towards more jewelry <laughs> at Ginsburg Jewelers. Um, but seriously, go check them out. They're incredible. Anthony, I have I have three stories for you. Okay. One of them's real. Two of them are fake. I need you to guess the real one. Try my best. Okay. And if you're wrong, I will kill this puppy. Jeez. Hold on, what? You guys didn't see the dog? No, I was not informed of this when I came in today. Opens box, pulls dog out by collar. What's in the box? Here he is. <laughs> look at him. He's look at him. He's really happy right he's now. Looking at me. He's really yeah. My life is his life is in my hands. Literally. Yeah. yeah. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Story number one. So I was doing a lot of driving back then, and I had this thing called an amphora in my car that gave off nice little scents of peppermint, things that keep me awake while I was driving. My wife gave me lots of crap for having this amphora because that's something we do, make fun of me. So one day, we were driving all the way to Des Moines, a two-hour drive, so I actually had, no joke, stopped at Ginsburg Jewelers to get the ring. I tied it on a string to the amphora that's always hanging from the rearview mirror in my car, 
hoping my wife would see it during the trip. At one point, I asked her to fill the amphora with some peppermint, to which she said, isn't it already pepperminty enough in here? I said, no, go ahead. Put some more peppermint in there. So she did, without noticing the ring, of course, and we kept driving. It wasn't until we were almost to Altoona that she saw the ring and said, wait, we can't do this in the car. We can't do this in the car. So I pulled over to a rest stop that had a high V, and I proposed right there in the parking lot. Romantic as always. That's story number one. What's an amphora again? It's like a it's like a, a smelly thing, good smelling thing that you can put in your car and you can like drip little droplets of oil in it and it smells good. Like those tree shaped things you hang from a rear view mirror or No, this is a little bit more fancy. They're like those oh, oh I am on. They're like those, but they work better. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's an amphora amphora. Okay. Alright. What do you feel like? Is that one real or fake? Um, it didn't sound fake to me. I'll have to hear the other ones, but, uh... Well, they should all sound real. Yeah. Um, es- especially this next one. I don't know. I, I mean, oh. I've, I've heard the show a few times, and I'm kind of used to... Whichever one sounds like bullshit is probably the one that's real. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, in that case, story number two. Okay. So it was 1999 and Y2K was about to happen, so the computers are going to take over. I wanted to make sure that I was engaged while we still lived in the human world, so I went to Ginsburg Jewelers, bought a ring from Steve, and made sure to propose in December of 1999. It was a beautiful Christmas. We had the family waiting for our eventual overlords to come, but we didn't let that dampen our spirits. We drank plenty of eggnog, sang Christmas songs, and eventually got together and prayed to the computer to make sure it didn't take our lives when January 1st came. As we were doing this, the computer said to me, Tom, don't you have a question you would like to ask? And I said, wait a minute, you can talk? This wasn't supposed to happen for another five days. And then the computer responded, yes, Tom, it is time. And then the disk drive opened, holding the ring, and I took it out and turned to my wife, proposed, she said no, but then the computer said, try again. And then she said yes, and now we've been married since 2000, so like 22 years? Anyway, still waiting for the computers to take over. Okay. That's story number two. I know I just said whichever one sounds like bullshit is probably the real one. You did say that. That one sounds like bullshit, and I have, but I'm like, it's too much bullshit. I don't know. What, 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 okay. Man, that one seemed pretty real Y2K, to me. what a time. Yeah. Boy, do I remember it. Yeah, you were one year old. Not even. No. Yeah, no, I was Wait, I was born in 1999. You were so. born in, uh, in no, you were, at this point, in December of 1999, you were like two months old. I would have been like four months. I don't know. For your information. I don't, I don't know my, my months or the orders. I'm only 30. That's actually a thing I'm kind of embarrassed about. Like, I'm not very good at it, but I think I could do it. Should I try it? Do what? Name the months in order. It's like you can't. It's, it's like a really pathetic thing about me. Huh? I'm not confident about. Try it. it. All right. January, February. <laughs> Just Do you remember kidding. which one your birth month? No. Is? Okay. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, November, December. What did I skip? You forgot October. Ah, that's best months. one. October. It's eleven months. Okay, wait. So Oct- uh, August, October, September. No, August, September, October. See, November, see, December. see, see. I wasn't lying. Okay, it's wow. pathetic. It's a really sad thing. And yes, I do still have to sing the ABCs in order to find out where. Well, yeah. 
I don't think that's pathetic. I mean, at least like you're like, does H come before F? And you're like, A B C D E F G H I J K. Okay, uh, wait, what did I say? A B C D E F H comes after F. Okay, enough ADHD infusion in this episode. It won't be the last time. Story number three. So one thing my now wife and I have always connected on is food. One day we decided that we were going to have a date night and cook the meal together. We went to the grocery store, picked out all of the ingredients for the recipe, and came back home to cook it up for a romantic night together. We even have a movie picked out to watch after dinner, and we're hoping for an early night in. My thought was put the ring into the food, but then I remembered that there's a possibility that she could choke on the ring, so I did what anyone would do, and I put it in her drink. The funny thing is, she actually finished the drink without noticing the ring because, of course, I put too much ice in it that buried the ring. So after dinner, I convinced her to do the dishes with me to where she found the ring at the bottom of the glass. I proposed, she said yes, and we have lived happily ever after. Man, when you said, when she started saying, I convinced her, I was like, oh God, is this going to be the story of how he got her to, I thought she ingested the ring. I was like, and then I convinced her to... To take all this X-Lax yeah. so we could get it back. <laughs> so I could dig it out. Oh, God. Oh, like, like Jeff Goldblum. Like in the dinosaur. Yeah, yeah exactly. Digging the phone That's out exactly of the... That's exactly where my mind went, was Jeff Goldblum sticking his arm into a dinosaur poop. Marriage uh, finds a way. Mar- marriage uh, finds a way. So what What do you say? Story one with the seems... amphora. Story number two, Y2K. Or story number three, drink in the glass. Okay. Or so, sorry, uh, ring in the glass. So the third one sounds, and I know a lot of people who have played this game on the show before have said this, but like, I feel like I'm gonna offend somebody if I like state my opinions on everything. Oh, we've had to cut out people's opinions before because they've been mean about real ones. Oh wow. Yeah. That only happened one time, for the record. That happened one time. I'm curious. It was one. me. It was not Jackson. And I was like, damn, why you gotta don't this this is a, this is one of my favorite people in the world. Wow. Okay, I, I don't know. I. Um, okay. Um, but feel free to make fun of any of these. I think well, I think the third one sounds saying. a little cliche. Cliche? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I Ever since I saw Spider-Man 3, I've been just, the ring in the glass. Oh, seems... that does happen in Spider-Man 3, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, to d- dark Toby? He wasn't he, dark at the time. Is he emo Toby at that point? Not yet. Oh, okay. Bully Maguire. Bully Maguire. Bully Maguire! <laughs> yeah. Toby. So what's the real one? Um, I'm going to go with the first one. The foist one? Yeah, I, honestly, I don't even, I barely remember the amph- the amphora and that I still don't fully understand what that is. But um, I don't know. The The second one just sounds so nuts. Does it's it, Y2K. Do- they had a computer. You lost me there. Computer talking. Yeah, the computer helped him propose. Is this, is this Plankton's proposal? Did he have? It is. Yes. And SpongeBob? The, the computer was very jealous. Plankton. I love you. You. Meatloaf for dinner? I oh, need an answer, me. Anthony. I, I said the first one. Oh, the first one. The first one. Okay. You okay. got my answer. Sorry, 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 sorry. Let's reveal Jackson Parker, okay. your friendly neighborhood, Jackson Parker. Which one is it? Here we go. So I was doing a lot of driving at that time, and so I got one of these little sort of um, clay amphoras to hang from my rearview mirror that I would put peppermint go. oil in because I heard that it it helped keep you awake while driving. Um, and um, it it became kind of a, I don't know, a weird thing uh, for Julie. 
And I don't know whether she liked it or didn't like it or whatever, but anyway, she would kind of use it to, to kind of poke fun at me about, which is sort of one of our one of the things that we do. <laughs> and so um, I got uh, this uh, beautiful uh, engagement ring from uh, Ginsburg's, actually. And um, I, I, I put it around the, the, the string that held that on. So it, it, it was hanging literally two inches from the rearview mirror on the top of this amphora thing. And um, I thought, oh, well, she's going to see this. We were driving from uh, Cedar Rapids to Des Moines. And uh, I was pretty sure she was going to see it at some point. And, um, yeah, we got to about Newton, I think, maybe. And finally, I'm like, uh, hey, could you uh, could you put a couple of drops of the peppermint oil in the, uh, uh, in the amphir or amphora? And she goes, don't you think it smells like peppermint in here already? And I said, well, I mean, it's it's it feels like it's getting a little light. I'm I'm getting a little tired, and 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 um, uh, I, I just I need a little bit more in there. And she said, well, why don't we just change, and I'll drive. And I said, no, 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 I want to keep driving, but I would really <laughs> like for you to put some peppermint oil in the amphora. And she goes, okay, fine. And she grabs the peppermint oil. She grabs the amphora that has the ring on top of it, puts the oil in the amphora, screws the lid back on the oil he container, that song. and puts it back where it where it was, and doesn't say a thing. <laughs> and we keep driving, and I'm waiting for her to say something, and. We get to uh, Altoona, <laughs> and I go, um, do you like the new amphora I got? <laughs> and she looks at it, she goes, that's not new, you've had that for a while. And I say, no, no, uh, uh, that's, that's a new one, you should take a closer look at it. And she goes, what are you, what are you getting at? What exactly is it that you're getting at? And I go... Look at the goddamn amphora. <laughs> and she looks at it and she goes, Oh my God. And I go, Yeah, what do you think? And she goes, Oh my God. And I go, What's wrong? And she says, You can't do this while we're driving. You cannot do this while we're driving. <laughs> and so I pull into a, uh, a high V just off the freeway. And uh, that's where I proposed to her. So, you know, romantic, like always. <laughs> that was Jason Alberti that's, from the podcast, What Do You Want to Talk About? I, I think I barely even have, like, I don't think I've ever actually spoken with the guy one-on-one, -on -one, but I think I recognize his voice. Yes, Jason is one of the funniest people I know. I yeah. think your first clue should have been that Alex would never have thought to use the word amphora. I, exactly. What yeah. this, I was like, if I use amphora in this, that that's the giveaway. Because yeah. <laughs> he said that, and I was like, what the fuck is an amphora? <laughs> yeah. And then I, I only learned what it was from his description in that. So when you said, what's an amphora? I'm like, I don't know.
Yeah, I was kind of expecting. I was like, okay, well, if he doesn't know what an amphora is, then it's not his because he wouldn't put something in there that he doesn't know what it is. Right, right. I learned today. Today we learned I what an amphora was. I don't really know what an amphora is. I think maybe I do. But it's it's a fancy it's a fancy car freshener. Also, for the second one, it was like he did. You mention that he went to Ginsburg Jewelers in like Y two K or whatever. Uh, I don't remember. Oh. Yeah, you like, did. Wait, when, they they went to Ginsburg Jewelers when, in Y two K as well. They got the ring from Ginsburg. I wrote it and I forgot. And that's True Love and Two Lies, brought to you by Ginsburg Jewelers. How long has Ginsburg Jewelers been around? Um, 200 years? A long time. Really? I thought it was kind of new. Oh, no, no, no. They've been around for... Did they just open up the place over by Ponch kind of yeah, recently? Yeah, the new place in the Poncheros parking lot. Okay. That is new. That That's was from 2008. Thinking. But Anthony, they've been around much, much longer. It is hilarious that you say that. You have set me up beautifully. Yes, go check out Poncheros across the street from Lindale Mall on First Avenue next to the fountains in the market. Uh, the shopping center right there. Same parking lot as Poncheros. They're right next to Red Robin, the restaurant. Okay. First Avenue. Go check them out. Go say hi to Steve. They're next to that beautiful fountain. Um, and and let them know that I sent you so that you can get 10% off of your order. Ginsburg Jewelers, tell your story through jewelry. We are going to continue to tell our story through this podcast, Anthony. Next, we're going to go back in time, find out how we got here right. on One Word Stories. Are you ready? Ready. All right. Be back in two minutes, everybody. Stay here. Hey, 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 hi-ho, hey, welcome back to the second half of One Word Stories. I'm Alex Schulte. This is the show where we take one word and let it inspire the stories we tell. I'm joined by baby brother, Anthony Schulte. Hey. Hey. You got it right on the Ginsburg segment. Yeah. True love and two lives. Hey, so so we're talking about growth today. Growth is our word. You've done a lot of growing. We all do a lot of growing every single day, it seems like that, but um, some days more than others. But... Let's go back in time now and find out why you grew the way you have, if that makes sense. Sure. Okay. So we've already talked about where you're at right now in 2022. <coughs> I want to go back to see exactly how your college experience was in the two years that you were there. Yeah. I mean, I guess honestly, I was kind of there for three years, was it? But like by the end of it, um, I don't know. I was only taking like a couple of, uh, couple of semester hours, so just a couple of classes per semester. Were you looking forward to going to college? Yes. I mean, yes. I was looking forward to being a kid in college because, you know, that always in the movies, it's all like, oh, man. Want to be a cool college kid. Yeah. You know, love, passion, excitement, whatever, all that. Project cool X. Stuff. And, and I looked forward to, you know, all the things that they promise you with college of, oh, you're going to go out and do you're all these great things. You're going to drink out of a keg upside down. <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> I did it one time. Really? Yeah. It's a trip. Yeah. It's kind of fun. It's just one of those things you do to say you did it. Yeah. I mean, I've had I've had a few experiences. I've been to a couple of parties here and there. Nothing like super crazy, but you know, I guess enough to say I've done it. But you do you feel like you've had the college experience? Um, I feel like I've had a college experience. It's hard to say. That's a great way to put college it. College experience. There is no the college experience. Right. Everyone's is different. Um. And it's, there are definitely, like, you know, people I know and friends I have that seem like they have had the college experience. Um, 
but and again comparing myself but you're also comparing yourself to their social media which yeah, is all fake for sure for sure and that's that's difficult because like there, there are people that all, all get on Instagram now and I get sad I'm like you know, God, they're like pe- accomplishing all this stuff look at all these people who dude, show up for their birthday party you if know? you if you only ba- oh my god I mean first of all we could get so many people to show up to your birthday party stop being a pessimist but um um if you based if you judged my life just on my social media, it would look like I am the best ever. You know, I don't put the negative shit on there. I don't know. I don't, I think you're you're pretty at least more recently I feel like you've been pretty open and vulnerable, which I think is commendable. Hmm. I'm glad you think so. Yeah. I think it's that's refreshing. Oh, I feel like I've been Hey everybody. Here's my new guest and everything's perfect. Go listen. I don't know. I mean, we, we since I've gotten here, you know, we've talked about a bit of our family woes or whatever. Our family woes. You know. Yeah. Um. I just I don't know, and and that's good because you know that's real. I mean, I feel like basically everyone that I've talked that I can talk to, I feel like has some kind of family drama. Oh, like your dad's an asshole. Oh, I don't get along with my sister. Oh, my parents are fighting. You know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, some more than others, but like mm-hmm. there are very few. I can think of a few people who are like, okay, it seems like they've kind of got a perfect family. It seems like everything's going well. <laughs> yes, there are those people. They've got the married so parents, six-figure salaries, and they're just... Coasting through life. Coasting through life and stuff. But like, and I'm sure there's stuff I don't know about there, but it's very common True. to have um, family Some sort drama. of discourse. Yeah. And it, it's like, I have a friend who, you know, she was te- she, she'll tell me about her family drama, and it's so interesting because the way she talks about it, she'll like talk about how like problematic her family can be. And at the same time, she's like, and also I love him to death, and I love seeing him. You know, and it's like mm-hmm. one does not cancel the other out, and I, I think I've kind of learned a bit from that. Yeah, things can be good while also being bad at the same time, right? right? Actually, that's something that Dad said to me not too long ago. Yeah, I remember that. Didn't was that on the? Oh, did I say that on the podcast already? You might have. I, I, that's I never know what I, I repeat, it. but I'll, I'll say it again. Is when Jordan died, our cousin. Yeah. Um, I was like, you know, things are going so well. Why does it? Why do things have to start That's sucking what, again? It was, and he yeah. goes, things can be going well while also having sad things going on at the same time. So, mm-hmm. even though Jordan passed away and that was awful, yeah, is awful, and uh, you know, still something we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, things are also still going well. Yeah, at the same time, you know, it's not it's not just black and white. Life is gray. So, how was high school? Um, Where'd you go to high school? I went to Washington High School. Um, and, uh... What'd you do there? Um, I did the bare minimum some classes, and I marched in marching band and played a saxophone for a little bit of it. Um, you think that was the peak? That was, like, your favorite part about high school was playing saxophone? Um, not not playing saxophone, but the people that I met through it. Like, the, the friends, the best right. friends that I've got today are friends I made in band. Um, you know, and, uh... Yeah, I think that was probably all the, all the best experiences that I had in high school were were through that. Yep, yeah, I mean that's I think that's what's great about high school is is you start to find people who have common interests with you. Yeah, and it, honestly, it's it's been kind of weird because I feel like I've not been able to. It's been hard for me to replicate that ability to like make new friends and find people that you have in common. Like I, I think about this sometimes that um, I don't know why, but like so like I'm you know I've got my group of the boys. You know we we play video games and Saturdays are for the boys. I'm not. We do not have that. We do not. We're not into barstool. <laughs> but um, you know they're they're the boys, and I've got more than one. I've got a couple of groups of the boys that I would refer to as that. And you know like they're the things that I would like that you would think to share with. I don't know. I guess we're not really into sports, but like you know we play video games. We can just sit mm-hmm. around a couch and have a good time with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I feel like since I've 
come to Iowa City and started at Iowa, I haven't really made any new friends like that. And I don't know how to. Like, all of the friends that I've really made that I would actually consider a friend have been girls. And that's fine. Um, I don't know why. I just guess I feel like I kind of... I get it find it easier to relate to and communicate with them. And I'm not saying like a... Where you where's know, that come from? That's That's got to be some growth too. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I, I just... I don't know. I, I just... Is it because you're more comfortable maybe with your sexuality now than you ever have been before? You know? Definitely. Or? I mean, yeah. I mean, I... Uh, I mean, I, I identify as bisexual and that's something I... I didn't... I don't have a big coming out story, Um, you know, but... Hannah knew for a while before I knew. Yeah, I and that was one of the things because I knew that she was bisexual, and then once it was like in high school, like I was like a junior in high school, and there was like a boy that I kind of liked, and I was kind of starting to be like, oh crap, I guess I'm I'm pretty gay. Um, Interesting. And uh, and then I was like, and I, I was you know like obviously you know we, we were not raised in like a homophobic household or not anything at all. like that. We were we had a lot of gay people in our lives, and mom and dad would. They might have even had an inkling, and sometimes they would tell me, like, you know, it's it's okay. But they would say that to me, too. Yeah. And maybe it's not because they mom, thought we were gay, mom but... Mom wanted us to be gay so bad. Well, she wanted a daughter. She wanted <laughs> she wanted something a little closer to home. Um, but, uh, and yeah, and I always, like, knew that it would be okay, but for some reason... And I mean, you know, talk about, like, there's growth in also uh, our society and growth in unlearning things that have been instilled into us. And, like, I kind of had this idea of... And I didn't have ever have any problem with gay people or anything, but I was like, oh, but that's not me. Mm-hmm. Like that's an, uh, I guess I'm gonna kind of plug your the other the other show. Like that that's other, you know. That's that's not normal. Is this like kind of sentiment that I had in the back of my yeah, head? Yeah, you know, you're not checking the uh, the generic boxes. Yeah, and I was of like white cis male. Yeah, and I was like, well, that's a different Hetero. thing, and that's not me. You know, that would be I would just there was some kind of weird, and I don't even know where it came from. I guess just society, but there's this kind of weird. Almost shame, but that feels like a strong word. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. No, there's there is confrontation that comes with that. Yeah. It shouldn't be a political decision to make to come out, but it's almost a political decision. Yeah. Like Sarah talking about othered. Mm-hmm. Sarah on the show the other day said that black is a political statement. Yeah. Be, being black is a political statement. No. Yeah. And I thought that was so. My favorite word. Profound. Profound. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. It was so great. Like, because it it. Why is it? Why are these things political statements? It's because some people decide to make them that. Yeah. And and I don't have like a big troublesome or even magical coming out story. It was literally a just and it, it wasn't like I came home with a boy one day. I've I've never, you know, had that experience even. I just know that I find them attractive, I guess. And mm. you know, I guess yeah, I think uh interesting the first person I told was my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> That's uh, great. Yeah, cuz I was like and, and, you know, she was like, oh, okay, you know, it wasn't any problem there. It was just like, yeah, awesome. just, I think, you know. And then the second person I told was Hannah because. Really? Yeah. Hannah's my girlfriend for anybody that doesn't know. Yeah. Because I've always been very close with Hannah and I knew that she was bisexual and I was like, wait, I think I'm kind of, you know, I was like, you know, she, I knew that she would kind of share in some of that experience. So, yeah, she was naturally the second person I went to. And then from there, it just kind of became easier. Um, and just, you know, every person you tell, it becomes easier. Hannah's um, a good second person to tell. Yeah, and she would be a good first person to tell, too. She would be a great first person to tell. Um, she was probably so excited. Yeah, and and I was, honestly, I was kind of, I wasn't, like, ready to tell you or David, not because I didn't think you guys were going to, like, not be supportive, but I was just, you know, you guys have always made the jokes about me. Uh, see, that's the thing, is, is ugh. Which, and I, I g- legitimately find funny. I uh, still enjoy them, but. Well, no, but, uh, so, so. While we were not raised in a homophobic household, mm-hmm. we were raised in the 90s and 2000s. Right. 
and calling people gay was funny. It was funnier you back. Know? Th- well, it was you know it was like a lot more acceptable. Obviously, right. that's not a word I use anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's gay, you know, of course. But yes, I used to write joke songs. Yeah, and I, about and I thought they were hilarious. Gay. I still do. When I when we were like fifteen, mm-hmm. you know, and and then when you came out, I was like, oh well, <laughs> I probably can't. Yeah make that joke anymore and it's like why was that a joke in the first place of course i've grown and i've learned and mm-hmm. i've unlearned but but I, I think you were probably were you probably afraid that it was going to change the dynamic yeah I, I think maybe that's what it was is that i was like i don't know i didn't want because a i didn't want you guys to feel like you had to treat me differently um yeah i i just was like you know because it you know and course, i know that sounds cliche not gonna but change no, of course not but oh can't change in front of anthony anymore I and, well, no, not you know. like that's that's not what I'm talking about. I wasn't worried about that, but just like that, you guys were gonna be like, oh wait, maybe that topic's kind of sensitive, you know? Or got like, it, got it. I didn't, I didn't want you guys to perceive me differently in any way, so I just wasn't really ready. And um, I can't speak for David, but I know I don't, and I would imagine he doesn't either. Yeah, no, of course not. And it, it was it was weird to come out to to tell Dad. Um, I yeah. remember like the conversation. Man, I can't imagine. It, and it was really nonchalant. He was he was he was giving me a ride back to Iowa City or whatever. Um, he was taking me to my dorm, and I just like brought up. I was like, you know, I've kind of been talking to a boy on Tinder uh, a little bit, and I was like, oh, okay, you know. And it was it was very chill, but I was just I don't know why it just felt so weird. It uh, of course it felt weird. I I totally get it. Mm-hmm. That would be so weird to tell Dad that. Yeah, that would feel so weird. Tell me more about that. I can't. Well, I, I yeah, know. I, and I, I don't even remember that much about like details. I just remember he was just like he had said like you know I mean like, you know I guess the best indicator is he'd said something about like you know if you'll know if you have those urges and stuff. And I was, <laughs> that was the word that I, he I remember. He used the word urges. He did. He did use the word urges. urges. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess I've got urges. I guess I've got urges, <laughs> Dad. <laughs> you know. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, and I don't even remember. Tell me, mom. Uh, I, I, I would imagine it was even less interesting, you know. Just I, I, like I, like I said, there was no right, big. Right. I was not disowned, and I was there was no big celebration. No, I never had a boyfriend. It's just that's funny to me because dad's just not the type to like have those conversations yeah. of like sexuality and right and uh, open minded. And I don't know, like dad is a very open minded person. Mm-hmm. He he comes to the table with no judgment, but it's just different. Yeah, and I, I think about this sometimes that like a lot of people will have like dads that like, um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll they're like they can see their fathers being se- sexual people, and we have never seen dad <laughs> as that. Oh yeah, like I just I'm like like there was no I cannot think of any time where dad was like talking about like a woman being really attractive or anything unless Seriously. you like act him asked him directly about it or something. Yeah, dad would never talk about. He never commented on anything like that ever. You know, um, but. Yeah, and so maybe that, and that's kind of why it's weird, because it's like, well, yeah, Dad, I mean, I'm... It's a topic that has not been breached. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was definitely never any any locker room talk with Dad. Right, right, yeah. We were we were theater kids through and through. <laughs> or whatever we were. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting, Anthony. I never knew that. I've never known that. Um, what was it like when you told Mom? Again, I don't remember. I don't even remember I do not remember. When. That's such I a just... big thing. But because it, it wasn't a big thing. We didn't come out with, like, a cake? No, no, it wasn't a big thing. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, they didn't have a giant person-sized cake for me to pop out of in my underwear <laughs> with some, I I'm don't know. coming out. You know. I want the world to It was, know. it was no big thing. Um, and yeah, and I still have never really even had, and that's the other weird thing is I don't, 
it, I still don't really feel like I'm a member of the LGBTQ community because I've never really experienced any kind of discrimination or anything like that. So does it take discrimination to feel like you're a part of the LGBTQ? I mean, I guess not, but I just, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't feel like I can be like, because like sometimes like I, I've seen people who will, who will they'll be like through and through gay men and they feel like, and they'll be like joking around. And they can use the F word. Um, right. Like they can adopt that word. I, I could not, you right. know? I mean, yeah, that's a word that makes me feel very uncomfortable, yeah. too. Yeah, and even if I was, like, gay and have been, you know, but I don't know if that, I would use it, but still. That was a word I was very comfortable using 10 yeah, years exactly. ago. Yeah, exactly, yeah, and, like, middle school or whatever, and I thought, you know, anybody being like, oh, don't use that, you know, like, oh, whatever, you're just, whatever. Actually, um, we have a family member right now, who I won't name, who is having trouble with that at school because kids are using the word retard and the F word, Yeah. and um, and he's like, don't do that, and then he gets picked on for telling them to not do that. Man, he'll be really cool later, though. He's gonna be really cool. You He's who, cool now. You know who Whoever. I'm talking about. I think maybe. You no, know, you definitely do. But but let's not get into it. Yeah. He's a great kid. Um, and I love him to death. Yeah. So, let's see here. Yeah, I think I don't know. I I thought I know we were going back in the trip through memory lane to find out how your life was, but I feel like I got enough out of growth. But really quick, let's let's finish this out. Okay. Middle school. What was that like for you, buddy? Uh. Uh. Well, I was I a, hated middle school, so yeah, it's okay if you so did too. I. Um I remember in middle school I was this skinny little kid. I still am skinny, but I was just Now you're a skinny man. Now I'm a skinny man. <laughs> you're I no longer just, a skinny kid. And I had a bowl cut, I had this high voice, and I was so insecure about just everything. Um mm-hmm. and that didn't completely go away. But um and like I just remember uh the the world to me was finding a girlfriend. Mm, I do remember that. That was the world, because my friends would have girlfriends and be like, God, they've got it made. They've got everything you could possibly want. Why don't they like a nice guy like me? I, yeah, yeah. I definitely have had that, have had those sentiments, and, you know, I've grown out of those and past those. we all have, buddy. You know. Honestly. But, yeah. No, middle school was just, just... I don't know. It was if it's such an uneventful time at the same time. I, right. Was, there was no I, big crazy story. I just remember the lights always being off. It was just dark all the time. What do you mean? That's at McKinley? Just, that's just how I Yeah, I just remember the lights being huh. off and it just being a dark time in my life, literally huh. and figuratively. Got it. Uh elementary school. You were at Erskine Elementary. Yes. And elementary school, uh I think I might remember a bit more of actually. Um I remember it so like you were telling me about I mean, you've you've talked about it on the podcast, and you've I've obviously and I've heard this before from being your brother, but like you had like people were mean to you in fifth grade. Yeah, yeah. I was a new kid in fifth grade. I switched schools yeah. after fourth. Yeah, I got I got bullied pretty heavily. Yeah, and and you know the thing that I carry with me my my mark shame is I was a mean kid in in elementary school. Really? Yeah, I, I became a really mean kid in in uh, middle school because of it. So. Yeah. And I wasn't like I, I wasn't I was not a defense mechanism. I mean, I guess maybe it kind of, of is if you is. look at it, because like, dude, everything's a defense mechanism. Yeah. And and everybody, but like, I hadn't really. Well, that's not true. I've actually, I've definitely had some pretty mean things said to me throughout that time of my life, and mm-hmm. that I fed into those insecurities. And but like, yeah, there were kids that that everybody picked on, so you got to pick on them too, you know. And yeah, no, I, 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 I said some really mean stuff too, even and I though feel I was really bad in fifth grade that. too. I, I we we definitely. Um, I, I joined in. I remember there was this girl who was labeled a quote dirty. That was, I do remember that that word. The the dirties. The dirties. Yeah. That was always thrown around. I wonder if that's still thrown around. I hope yeah, not. I don't know. Um, but but because it's more, it's just classism, right? Um, but there was this girl who was, you know, came from a very poor family, 
and uh, mm-hmm. her I don't think her family washed her clothes as often. She was wearing dirty clothes to school, mm-hmm. and so she smelled really bad. Gotcha. And we definitely made fun of her for that. And then I remember one time we were playing tag, and she tagged me, and then I came home crying because this girl touched my coat, and I made Dad clean the coat twice. Hmm. What did Dad say? He was like, you're overreacting. You know, this is just a just a girl, you know? Mm-hmm. You're overreacting right now. But I was like, no, you have to watch it twice because I'm 10, and everybody will make fun of me if I'm associated with her, you know? But, like, gotcha. God, I feel so bad for that girl. Yeah. I remember one time, like, I had a... Uh... Oh, God, I just remember the nickname, too. Oh, my God, it was so bad. Yeah, no, awful, awful names that you come up with. And I, I think about this one, like, it's uh... like bullying, you know? I mean, and everybody... You know, if you want to, if you want to be the first lady of the United States, an easy route is to take up an anti-bullying campaign. I feel like <laughs> so you can well, say you did something like uh, what's her name, Trump. Yeah, I mean, and even before her, when, when she you know. when she just copied the the Michelle Obama one, right? And I just I feel like when they go low, we go lower. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> shit, that's not. Can I say that again? Yeah. And just I, I, and like bullying is like while it's a noble goal to want to end bullying in like elementary school, I don't see it as possible. I feel like it's just such an ugly, awful, just ingrained. It's part it's of a, childhood. It's you a know? byproduct of humanity. Yeah, you know. Yeah. We but are, you know, also, we are afraid of those things we don't know. But kids learn from how they see their parents behave, and they mm-hmm. take that to school with them. So mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's where it starts. So if you want to talk about bullying, you can't just go to kids and say, "Oh, I mean, I mean, don't all, bully people." It all comes from insecurities, you yeah. know. And yes, and that starts in the home. So that's a that's a conversation for a different day. Right, right. Um, early childhood, anything that sticks out? Anything terrible I did to you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you beat me up a few times, but but not like really. Yeah, not like really, but like I never actually beat you up. Yeah, I would fake beat you up. Yeah, you were still hurt. There's eight years of di- yeah, I'm sure. There's eight years in difference between us, so we've never really, like, fought. Yeah. You know, David and I grew up fighting constantly, right. being three years apart. Right. But you yeah, and I... Yeah, I mean, I guess that's my early childhood, is is growing up with that, you know? Is growing up with us fighting? Yeah. Oh, man. That's another episode yeah. of what our household was like growing up. Yeah. You know, because I remember I was hearing on There the, were good the, moments, but... Yeah, and I was hearing on the podcast, like, how, um, you know, when you had broken up with your girlfriend and when that all happened in high school and you were talking about your your safe space at her house was taken away from you. And I had never really thought about it like that. I didn't, I had always kind of just assumed that like, oh, you were just so in love with this girl. And I'm sure, you know, you were. Of of course, course, I was, yeah. But I didn't realize that other facet of it that. I was so in love with her family and the the safe space that their house brought me. Yeah. You know, away from the fighting I did with dad, the fighting I did with David. Mm -hmm. You know, the disagreements I'd have with mom. Yeah. But then I'd feel bad for leaving you and Chuck there. Chuck being our little yeah. West Highland Terrier, yeah. little puppy. I was wanted to be like, I'll bring Anthony and Chuck with me. But it, I say this like it was way worse there than it was. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, memories memories can serve differently. Yeah, and there's definitely you know you can you can develop trauma from even the slightest things. I mean, I can I can talk about that. You know, I've got like trauma from just minor events that I've had in college that aren't like a big thing, but just like they just uh, enough of them kind of start to stick with you. Um, mm. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I, 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 we definitely had, you know, good times and stuff, and I felt like we had, we were pretty well off until we kind of weren't. Um, until the market crashed right, in yeah. 2008, yeah. Yeah, and we were like, we were one of those, you know, very stable middle-class households, and then I just, I remember like, you know, I remember Dad saying, it was like early in the morning, he was like going somewhere, he was like, I remember him telling me, he was like, oh, I'm going to go like 
do some recordings or something to like make some money for our family was what he said. I was like, Aww. and that like has like honestly stuck with me. I was like, damn, he was really just like going out there and doing shit so that we could, you know, live. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's so I, I, I think we need to wrap this episode up, but I, I do have some thoughts. So I, I don't know. I don't want, I don't think a kid, I'm no parent. Mm hmm. So take this with a grain of salt, anybody. But I don't think a kid should ever be aware of the financial situation of the, right. of the house. Yeah. And I think that puts like, a lot of stress on a kid. And it then does. it makes the kid bring all of their decisions around, can we afford this? Yeah. And honestly, that's probably part of why uh, in elementary school, you know, I, along with other kids, were mean to the kids who were poor. You know, because like I'm I'm you know, you, you be mean to kids about what you're insecure about and stuff. And I guess I was insecure about being poor and being a poor family. And that was just like. That was such an awful thing to be, to mm. imagine, mm. for some reason. And yeah. Well, it's because that's that's what the world tells you. Right. Being poor is bad. Right. Hate the poor. Rich versus the poor. That's the, you know, that comes back to politics. It's not left versus right. It's rich versus poor. Right, yeah. Always. Always mm-hmm. will be. Always has been. Always will be. What's the, what's that mean with the astronaut pointing a gun at the back of another guy's head? Oh, yeah. Always has been. Yeah. Always has Wait, been. Wait, it's all whatever? Always has been. Yeah. Wait, it's rich versus poor? Always has been. All right, Anthony. I feel like we haven't, like, we've talked about how, where I've grown from. I don't feel like we're, like, we've talked that much about, like, where we're growing into, though. Yeah, one thing One thing I have uh, a terrible time with in this show is making sure that the word get, is given enough light. Where are you growing to? I Let's let's do that. I don't know. I mean, I just, like, I, I, I've told you before that, like, I think I was kind of hoping that this, um, year that I'm taking away from school would be a lot more eye-opening. Like, I was hoping that it'd be like, oh, wow, this has been a, a life-changing perspective change. And and I just feel, I was really hoping I was going to be in the fall, you know, ready to go back and just kick ass mm-hmm. and stuff. I don't really feel a lot more prepared to go back than I kind of did when I left. But, you know, something you had pointed out to me was like, you know, but you're, you're, you're growing a lot. You already sound a lot better than you did back in whenever. You do. But... And I, I can't really tell you why or how, but maybe. I can tell you a few things you've done. What are you talking about? You've got a job, so you're like able to pay for your stuff, so you're able to go out and have a social life on your own accord without having to worry about whether you can afford it or not. Well, of course, whether you, I can afford it or not, that's up for debate. From well, day to day. still, but yes, you do have, you have an income. You have yeah. um, an amazing girlfriend in Anata. Mm-hmm. She is incredible yeah. and so sweet. And like, yeah. I just want to give her a hug. Um, you guys, I'm so, I'm so glad you guys are so happy together right now. Yeah, me you know, too. Wherever it goes, I'm mm-hmm. glad you're happy right now. Yeah. And then you've also got a good support system around you with your friend Chris in Iowa City. Yeah, and, my roommate. And he is, like, he is as much my significant other as my girlfriend is. <laughs> I, I always had, I always had that too when I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. I always had a guy who was like my partner. Yeah. You know, uh, when I first moved to Chicago, it was Nathan Sheets. Mm-hmm. And then it was John Zuluaga, you know. Um, I always had somebody until I had Hannah. Right. There was all, there's all that, and that's, we talked about the beginning of the episode, full circle, mm-hmm. companionship. We need it. Yeah. We have to have companionship, whether it's romantic or not. We need to be a part of a pack. Yeah. Because we are pack animals. Right. Um, so what, what's next then? What, what, what can we do now? What homework can Anthony take home to grow? I don't know. I mean, cause like, I know you grow up and you get these dreams and all these things you want to do and it's just dreams. like, and I, can't think of a way to get there. I I cannot like. I but see I don't no think roots. you know where you want to get yet. 
I know things that I would like to do, but I yeah, I don't know. I, I can't really imagine myself in the future in any real place that I'm just in. I felt the same way. I thought I was going to be a Segway manager at a Segway tour guide place. Yeah. And then I thought I was going to be a manager at a, at a restaurant in uh, Andersonville in Chicago, mm-hmm. you know, when I was 26. And then it wasn't until I got back here that opportunities started popping up. Yeah. One day it's just going to start, things are just going to start happening. It's going to be like, oh, all of this experience I've been gathering for these past few years is finally accumulating to something. And you're going to see it and then you're going to blink and you're not even going to realize that you're in it until you are. You know, like I didn't know uh, at, at Z, for instance, I knew when I went to got that part time job and then I was there for about a month or two. I was like, damn, I just want that full time gig. I could do this doesn't sound cocky, but I, I could do what they're doing, but better. Mm-hmm. You know, I should have that gig. So yeah. I worked my butt off to show them that. And then so that's not I'm not good at see, working my butt off. That, or something that gave I've me never purpose. Felt like I've been able to really do that. But I, I me neither. I also don't I'm not a kind of person who works their butt off either. But I am the kind of person who gets obsessed with things that they like. And so do you. You you know, you I get obsessed get, with video games. Yeah, so will I. So will I. Star Wars, like I'm in a Star Wars phase right now, okay? Before I was in a get the full time job at Z point nine phase. I need to do that. Don't spoil anything. Okay. Um but yeah, I, I just think I think we go through phases in our life and the phase where you're like, I know what I want and it's time to do it is still to come. And it's coming very soon. What if it doesn't come? It's going to. I promise. How do you know? Because it happens to everybody. Especially people. Sorry. It happens to people who put themselves in, in good positions, which I think you have. And, I, and I've been kind of taking the, uh, you know, when you had dad on, the word was yes and saying yes to things. I've been kind of, you know, just trying to take that tire and be like, look, I don't, you know, like I said yes to this. You know, you had offered to come on the podcast a yes. while back. And I was like, oh, jeez. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I don't know if I'm going to be an interesting person to listen to. Um, I just knew I wanted to have this conversation. Yeah, and uh, and I was just like, you know what? Fuck it, why not? Um, yes is a powerful word. It is. No yeah. is equally as powerful. Yes. But but yes, say yes. If there's something that's like, maybe that would be good for me. Mm-hmm. Say yes. What's it going to hurt? Yeah. Do it. What are you saying yes to next? Let's see here. I'm going to give you something. Uh, I got nothing. You should come know. back on the show sometime. We'll have another conversation about other um, stuff. Rich and famous and I've made it and figured my life out. No, when you're poor and nobody knows your name and you've got a crazy story to tell. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> or when you're rich and famous, you can come back and be like, hey, everybody go listen to the, please subscribe to LAS Plus. Please. Please. Yeah. And I, yeah, and, and part of why I said yes was because, you know, I just, I started listening to your podcast when, uh, with the, with the Zane Haddish show because I was like, oh wait, Free Shrugs guy. Sh- I see him Shrug- around in Iowa City. Free Shrugs or Hugs. Yeah. And I, I kind of saw Momentum. him. He's back out there now. I saw him the other night. I was I didn't like I was in the car, so I couldn't really. Oh, you didn't, to him. you didn't say. But anything. but he made eye contact with me. He gave me the shrug, and I shrugged back at him. And yeah, he made eye contact with me. Shrug. That's great. Yeah, he is a wonderful human. Yeah, and I, I thought it was a really good show, and then I kind of just went down the rabbit hole, and I, I think he got a good show going here. And Dude, so I was like, thanks. I'll, Anthony, when you called me that day to tell me you were listening to the show, that was like the best phone call I've gotten all year. I had no idea. Year. Yes, it has We're been. Only in February. But, dude, I couldn't believe it. I, I had no idea. I did not think you would give a shit about this show because you hear me all the time. But well, it's pretty cool. It's different. And I, I spend a lot of time driving the bus, and I need something to listen to. Yeah. So. Well, this is cool, too, because we've never had a conversation in this capacity, too. We've had 
a million conversations and yeah. they get deep all the time. It's weird. I feel like we're like famous, you know, like I'm on Conan or something. You are. You are famous. You're on One Word Stories on the LAS yeah. Podcast <laughs> Network. Yeah. And with that, we are going to wrap it up. Is it working? Is the music going now? Sure it is. is. I, I had to run outside. Jackson had to leave. So I'm producing the outro myself. Hey, Anthony, thanks so much for coming on the show. This yeah, was so fucking cool to have you here. Will you stick around for the post show? Yeah, I totally will. Okay, so everybody that's subscribed to LAS Plus, we'll see you over there in just a few minutes for the One Word Stories exclusive LAS Plus post show. Ten bucks a month, you can get all sorts of exclusive content, bonus episodes of everything ad-free episodes of everything, exclusive merch, and um, you're supporting local in a way that's really never been done. You're helping us pay for uh, uh, holding all of these episodes up on the internet. That's a monthly fee. You're helping us pay for the space. You're helping us pay for equipment, and you're helping us put money in the pockets of creators that putting their money where their mouth is. They're putting a lot of effort into this content that they're creating, and we, and we love them for it, and we want to take care of them too. So help us out laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus to get started this has been one word stories the show where we take one word and let it inspire the stories we tell I have been joined by my baby brother Anthony Schulte Anthony Robert Schulte is there any anything you want to where, where can we find you where can you find me yeah where can we follow you well you can I don't really post on Instagram a lot <laughs> I, I, I don't know I don't, I don't have anything to plug but yeah Come hang out with us on the post show, I guess. Come hang out with us on the post show! Thanks again, Anthony. This has been so cool. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Everybody else, I'll talk to you next Wednesday. If you're not subscribed, if you are subscribed, talk to you in a second here. Uh, but my big question for you that I will leave you with. Oh. What's your word? <laughs> yes! Mango Mustache Media.